In May of 1999, a teenage girl walks into a Hong Kong police station. She tells the officers that she's being haunted by the ghost of a woman. The police laugh it off initially, thinking this is just some prank. So she decides to elaborate a bit more. What she tells them next has them believing in her real-life ghost story. I'm Colby. I'm joined by my two best friends, Laura and Marina. And this is Grim. So gather around, Gremlins. Today we have a real-life scary story to tell. Um, this is going to be our first mini-episode, a le petit Grim, if you will. Just a little baby Grim, like Grim Light. baby Grim. Just so cute in the palm of your hand. <laughs> I like it. So I'm feeling inspired by the fact that we've got a couple more international listeners. I've seen we're up to four in Canada. We've got someone in the UK and we've got someone in Vietnam. We gave them a shout out previously. <laughs> do you want me to do accents? Because I can get rid of all those listeners. I would prefer to keep them. Okay. <laughs> at least at least through this. So stick with us, guys. Um, so I, I know how I started off the episode. Probably sounds like it's the punchline for a bad joke. But I promise I d- you it is not. I'm glad you said not. that because I almost, I was like, don't interrupt her intro. But I, it did sound like a bad joke. Yep. No, it, it really is where our story starts, back in that police station. So um, the young girl who walks into the police station, her name is Ah Fong. She is 14 years old, so that's not her real name. That's just a name we've sure. given her in the case. Um, she is adamant that she is being haunted by the spirit of a young woman. And the police are just, like, not buying it partly because she's had some issues with drug use in the past and she's had a couple run-ins with the cops so you know they think she's trying to prank them or she just wants attention or something Mm -hmm. like that so she starts to get really frustrated that they won't believe her because she's being haunted and so she adds an important detail to her story it's not just any woman she's being haunted by it is this specific ghost of the woman who she and several men tortured for a month leading (gasps) up to her death Oh, so she like admits to murdering this woman. Well, the police at this point are like, girl, maybe you should have led with that. Um, So they decide that they're going to follow her to this apartment building and up to the apartment and see if there's any truth to this tale that she's spinning. Yeah, I'd be I'd be intrigued. Yeah. They're like, go on. So they follow her up the stairs to the apartment. They open the door to the apartment and um, there's a couple things that are immediately super noticeable here. Um, One, it is a Hello Kitty explosion bonanza inside of this apartment. Oh, no. There are Hello Kitty dolls and merch absolutely everywhere. The utensils are Hello Kitty utensils. All of the decor is all Hello Kitty everything. And the cabinets are even painted hot pink. Oh, no. So it's like Hello Kitty threw up in this apartment. It's quite a sight. Um, The next thing they notice is it stinks in here. Oh, no. Specifically like rotting flesh. Oh, no. So right away, Ah Fong is like, Let me show you. So she opens the refrigerator and shows them literal hunks of human meat and (gasps) body parts stored in this refrigerator. So can you I'm I'm sorry, I'm stuck on the dichotomy of going in and seeing like this happy pink Hello Kitty and smelling death and decay like that would do something to your brain. I'm, I'm fairly confident that would break you. Yeah, you're like as a human. That's not right. So so not only has she shown them this refrigerator. 
Uh, but she shows them a specific Hello Kitty doll. It's a mermaid doll. Oh, no. Um, and inside of this Hello Kitty doll, there is a human skull that no. has been sewn into the head of the doll. It doesn't belong there. It doesn't <laughs> belong there, but no. it is there. No. So so now not only do the police think like, okay, this girl is telling the truth. Something really yeah. terrible happened here. But I'm pretty sure they're also going to be haunted by the things that they saw yeah. in this apartment. Um, so before we go any further, I want to tell you guys a little bit about the young woman who met her unfortunate demise inside yeah. of this Hello Kitty hellscape, for lack of a better term. <laughs> That's good. Um, her name was Fan Man Yi. So Fan lived a fast and difficult life. Um, her parents actually abandoned her when she was a small child. So oh. she grew up in a girl's home or like an orphanage. Mm-hmm. Right? So she was a ward of the state. Um, when she was a teenager, she got hooked on drugs. And to pay for them, she started selling her body. Oh. Um, when she turned 16, she was too old to receive care from the state anymore. Um, so she moves out of this children's home and she ends up on the streets. Mm. Um, she's still addicted to drugs. She's continuing to sell her body to pay for not only her drug habit, but also like, you know, her day to day. So she's working as a prostitute and occasionally she has to commit some small crimes to be able to pay for things because mm. it, it's just not enough. Um, so she does have a brief moment where she meets a man, they fall in love, they have a son. So it kind of looks like she may live her happily ever after. Um, but I read a lot of reports that their relationship was, it was kind of rocky there. It wasn't like physical abuse, but there were a lot of reports of like domestic dispute and Mm. just loud arguments in the apartment. So, um, she's got her son who is a source of joy for her life, but not the best relationship with her husband. And she's still got that pesky drug addiction. Yeah, that'll get you every time. It'll get you every time. Not even once. So so at this point, right, she's been she's been a prostitute on the streets. So she decides for the safety of her her son and right being around long term, um, she's gonna get a job at a nightclub slash brothel, which apparently was very popular okay. in the in the late nineties in, in Hong Kong. Um so it's still sex work, but a little bit safer. Mm-hmm. So she thinks. Um a lot of the clients at these brothels are members of the Chinese mafia, which I actually had to look up because apparently like gang activity was just off the charts in the late 90s Hmm. in Hong Kong. Um, So this was like a well-known fact that these people like these mafiosos or triad members, as they were called, would frequent Hmm. these clubs. Um, And she's actually going to meet one of these in particular named Chan Man Lok. Um, this guy is a known drug dealer. He's a pimp. He's, you know, he's well known in a lot of these circles. Um, and he sees Fan and he kind of takes a liking to her, right? She's young. She's beautiful. She's mm-hmm. vivacious. Um, so he starts soliciting her services. He also really likes to do the drugs that he sells. Oh. So he has just sex, drug, and rock and roll type parties <laughs> with Fan. Isn't that the cardinal rule is to not yep. use your own supply? <clears throat> not that I'm a drug dealer or would know. <laughs> I just like, you know, on the streets. Yeah, I would, you know, although if I think about movies like Pineapple Express, like (laughs) they smoke with their drug dealer. It's Mm. like just, you know, kind of part of the ceremony of what's happening. Mm. Um, So this is normal for them, right? So I'm not going to say she didn't work for him from what I could tell, but like they they ran in similar circles. They were around each other a decent amount of time, Um, which is why it's so perplexing that she decides that she's going to steal from him. Um, So one day after one of their encounters, she notices his wallet in his pants. It's got about 4,000 Hong Kong dollars in it, which I looked it up. It would have been about 500 US dollars, a little bit less than then. Um, And she takes it. No, it's not worth it. No, no, it's not worth it for this amount of money. So she for some reason, she takes it. 
he like immediately knows yeah. that it's her that has the money yep. because he he was just with her and now he's all of a sudden out the money. So he catches her and he's like, all right, you're going to pay back my $4,000, but you're also going to pay me back with interest. So I've seen a couple different reports of what the number is. He, uh, let's say 10,000 Hong Kong dollars, right? Which if we know that 4,000 is about 500, it's not that much US. Right. It's probably like twelve fifty, thirteen hundred dollars $1,300. So she pays him back the 4,000 immediately. And she says, you know, because she happens to have just that <laughs> she amount. happens to have that amount of money. So she pays that back and she's like, I need some more time to come up with the extra ten thousand dollars. But like, I'm going to work and I'm going to continue to pay it to you. And she does. She keeps good on her word and she's paying in installments. But he gets impatient. It's not fast enough for him. So he decides that he's going to have two of his henchmen basically um, kidnap her from the nightclub that she works at. Oh, no. So. Um, on March 17th, 1999, Fan is at work and she is kidnapped by these two men and she is brought into the Hello Kitty apartment for, let's say, safekeeping. Uh. So the plan is that Fan is going to work and all of the money she pulls in, right, from prostitution is going to go to these two men. So allegedly when they take her, they don't have any plan to cause her harm because, right, she's their little cash cow. She's going to keep bringing in money for them. Like a sex slave. Yeah, Yeah. like a sex slave. Um, Yeah, that plan goes out the window real fast. So they don't stick to it. Um, The first night she is there, you know, they, they beat her, they toss around a little bit, they all, they take turns raping her um, and they're kind of like, yeah, you know, we're going to use her for other purposes. So she basically becomes their prisoner for the oh, better no. part of the next month of her life. Um, it was, guys, it, it it was grim. Like, the experience that this woman oh. had in her final days, it, it was not good. And surrounded by Hello Kitty. Like, that's just <laughs> not okay. To think about it, what you said, right? It's such, like, a happy, yeah. vibrant kind of atmosphere, and then you're met with just blech, extreme yeah. torture and just... I'm not gonna lie you ruined Hello Kitty for me like now every time I see Hello Kitty I'm gonna think of this I'm so sorry yeah not that Hello Kitty made me happy before (laughs) but it definitely isn't you're really thinking deeply about maybe for maybe for everybody's birthday though I'll just buy them like a little Hello Kitty keychain and we'll just know it won't have a skull sewn into it maybe maybe teeth maybe we could do a teeth you know it's really meaningful I appreciate it thank you thank you I I give good gifts so um, according to Afong, because remember, this young girl, right, this 14-year-old girl is telling the police all of this. So this recounting is all her details. Um, so they tied up Fan, like from the ceiling. They tied her up. They took her shoes off. And they proceeded to melt plastic straws, like with a lighter, and melt the plastic onto her feet. No. So she would have blisters and not be able to walk. Ouch. When they ran out of straws, they just took the lighters and burnt her feet because why not she's already oh. there um who thinks of this shit oh it gets worse oh, oh. Boy. um they would pour chili oil and chili powder in her wounds and in her eyes to make it sting more they okay, would wow yes they beat her with lead pipes and really just about anything they could get their hands oh on God. so i guess points for creativity um they used pieces of spare furniture from the apartment some of those hello kitty utensils oh. Um, really literally anything. They made her drink motor oil. They made her drink what? urine. They made her eat feces. Um, I would just pray for death at that point. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm, if you I'm could just sure kill she me. had to have been. Yeah. yeah. They, they, the worst part of all of this is they made her say she enjoyed it oh, while it was happening. And if she wouldn't say that she was enjoying it, they would beat her even more. 
So this poor woman is just being subjected to like Ugh. extreme torture, like inhumane conditions. I, I had read like by this time, she's obviously covered in bruises. There's yeah. like pus forming on all of her wounds. Like her eyes are barely open. I think towards Ugh. the end, she's slipping in and out of a coma oh or certainly consciousness. Um, I would haunt the shit out of people once I yeah, finally died. I really hope she's haunting the yes. shit out of yeah, them. I, the I genuinely them. hope so. So so the police are listening to all of these horrifying details. And they, they ask the girl and they're like, why are they doing this? And I, I don't actually know if the girl knew about like the incident with the money being taken. But she said, you know, they just really seem to enjoy what they're doing. Um, she also said that like on multiple occasions they would see them like kicking her so there was one time where Chan had kicked her 50 times and he ordered Ah Fong to join in on like the assault on her so she said she also kicked her in the head Um, so it it was really just like an all out assault on this poor woman Um, and so one day the gang went out for lunch right because it's just normal stuff you work up an appetite yeah exactly and Obviously, they're not bringing Fan with them because she is not in condition to be seen by the public. She's just their prisoner living in the Hello Kitty apartment. Um, But they leave and she's alive. They come back home and they find her cold and dead, not breathing on the floor. And now they're like, shit, we have a dead body on our hands. What are we going to do? Where where did did they think that was going to go? You know, you were going to have that problem at some point. Yeah, they were headed in that direction. All signs point to that. In my opinion, kind of like we said, she was finally set free from the constant punishment. Like, I I am just happy that at some point there was an end to this for her. Um, I like to think she is haunting the shit out of them. But also I would kind of want her her soul to be at rest as well. Um, So if there's like a restful way to haunt people, that's what I wish for them. Yes. Um, But anyway, so... You know, she's she's on the floor. They're like, shit, we have a dead body to deal with. And they're like, I know what we're going to do. We're going to chop her up and dispose of her. So they bring her into the, the bathroom. They put her in the bathtub and they cut her up. I, I read that it took them about 10 hours to do oh this entire process. So this was like all hands on deck. Everybody clean up. So they've chopped her up. Mm-hmm. Their next genius idea. We are going to boil the body parts and separate the skin from the bone and the muscle tissue. Why, though? Why? I I don't know. I I think the plan was going to be to basically throw the components of her body into just different trashes across the city or something like Isn't that. that. So why cook plan? her though? Like why cook her? I don't know. They were just it? separating. Like maybe they thought they wouldn't be able to like match the two pieces together. They're I'm clearly not, not sure. bright. So yeah, who knows why. So um, the, the worst part of, of this, right, as if any of this is not enough. So they took her head and they put her head in a giant stock pot on the stove in oh their God. apartment, which Afong says is the same stove that they would occasionally cook meals on. Ew. Um, specifically, while they were boiling her head on the stove, she is telling the officers that the guys are cooking in like another pot on the stove. They're using the utensils they're stirring oh, her head with to stir sanitary. their noodles. That's not sanitary. We're going to like during the trial, there is somebody who testifies who says like literally all of these men are suffering from like psychosocial disorders. And, did like, they need an expert to say they, that? <laughs> I don't think they did oh need an expert God. in this scenario. So these these are not like these humans are not well. They are not sane men. Um, but all of this is happening in the apartment. And the reason they're tending to the head in this specific stock pot is they want to put it in the doll. I, oh, I forgot about the doll. I Are can, the voices telling them to do yeah. this? Because I, I mean, that is 
Yikes. I can't find an explanation for why they did this, but I did. Oh, I don't think it exists. I read an article that said as Chan was taking the skull and putting sewing it into the doll, he said, oh, please don't be so depressed. I will help you look good. Don't move. I'll help dress you up. So he's like having a conversation with like the pieces of this woman's skull as he's putting them into the doll. Okay. I may have a nightmare about this one. Mm-hmm. This, I, I this think is you might. really really now you see why this girl's haunted uh yeah wow (laughs) so this is this is just all kinds of uncomfortable but obviously right they they have this eyewitness account um and you guys might be wondering why is this 14 year old girl in the apartment i was wondering that and i wasn't sure if you had told us that and i was distracted by the insane details you were giving us but she claims she claims she is one of chan's girlfriends um, I don't think I said how old um, he was previously. Yeah, I'm guessing now he's like 39 he's because pretty close. He's 34, 35. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Like Chinese mafia, 35, dating a 14 year old. So they they think that she is probably one of the girls that works for him, basically. Um, wow. But and she's next. She's seriously hello, like he has a Hello Kitty doll ID'd for her. <laughs> so. She's testifying, obviously, in exchange for something, right? Because the the Chinese mafia, she's afraid of them. She wants her identity be, to be concealed. She doesn't want her family dragged into any of this stuff for multiple reasons. Um, so she's given full immunity in exchange for her testimony. The men, like the garbage human beings that they are, all deny killing her. Of course. And they all say that, you know, they do finger pointing, right? Like, he was the one that was the primary on it. Or like, I didn't rape her. They did. Like, I just followed orders. So they're all pointing the fingers at each other. They do admit to one thing, uh, which is preventing her from receiving a lawful burial. So they're what they're basically saying is that like, no, 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 we didn't kill her. But... But we came home from lunch and she was dead. And we knew it would be a real bad look for us if one of the girls who worked for Chan was found dead. So we had to do something with her body. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess. So they panic and their natural response is chop her up, boil her, and distribute her remains across the town. (laughs) But that's totally my response, right? (laughs) I'm in this situation. So they're like, how'd she die then like because you yeah she was dead and they say oh well um we had a bun- bunch of methamphetamines laying around the apartment so you know she either accidentally or intentionally overdosed but like we didn't do this to her and there's no body to be able to see the condition of her body to be able to confirm right. like what the cause of death was i mean there's pieces and parts of a body but not enough um so Because the judge cannot tell which of these men is responsible for Mm -hmm. the actual act of killing this woman or that anybody even killed her at all. Like, who knows? She may have succumbed to her injuries. Mm -hmm. And then how do you determine which injury was the final blow when you don't have the full body to figure it out? So they can't charge them with murder, but they charge them with manslaughter and they are sentenced to life in prison. But there is a possibility for parole after 20 years. Um. I had mentioned that this happened in 1999, which somehow well, is 23 years ago. <laughs> I had no idea why you were bringing that up. I was like, okay, so they're still in jail. <laughs> yep. So not much longer. Um, so first of all, how? How is that like almost right, 25 years ago already? That's what I mean. Yeah. I reject that. Um, <laughs> I do not receive that. You do not receive that. No. no. 
I, like I'm sure many, many, many people are, am hopeful that these guys will be denied parole. Um, The judge who was sentencing them basically said that, like, this was literally the worst thing they had ever seen in in their entire career. Like, it was the most depraved, disgusting, like, just onslaught against this woman like he he was basically trying to like seal it that there's no way these guys will come out um we did say this a little bit earlier but i i really truly hope that she is haunting the shit out of these people Mm -hmm. right now because they definitely deserve it um i don't know if afong had her conscience cleaned but i can see now like whether or not you believe in ghosts and if she was actually being haunted by the ghost of finn it could have been her guilt manifesting, yeah. right? She's having nightmares because this young girl saw this horrific event Yikes. and not only saw it, she participated in what was going on. Did she get, did they bury the bones? Do you know? I do not know. Because I'm thinking maybe if she was haunting that girl and then they collected the bones and buried oh. them, that maybe it like set her free. Maybe. What I do know is there were many people who kind of sensationalized this case and they thought, well, if this girl's being haunted, by fans ghost then that must mean this spirit is easy to contact so the apartment building where this happened like i i think it was maybe later knocked down and turned into a hotel but like this was like a tourist attraction Mm. that people would go here to where the hello kitty murder had happened and they would try to contact fan spirit so yeah, I would probably do that. Sorry, I'm oh, gonna. I thought, you, I I'm thought gonna, you were gonna tell me that they did. No, I'm. I'm just gonna admit to all the, like the crazy things, like when you were talking about yeah. Ed Gein's yeah. auction and how yeah. like leave the town alone. And I'm like, no, nah, I'd totally go to that auction and buy something. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd totally go to the apartment and try to contact. Yeah, the I, I would probably bring the Ouija board if I was staying. Well, in Marina that. can't touch a Ouija board. No, I cannot. I I got. I yeah. No, that's <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Wow. No. So. So there you have it. That That, that is, is really crazy. the horrific murder of Fan Man Yi. Um, I did not say the name of some of the henchmen because, you know what? I don't think they deserve to have their I names like out there because Good. fuck them. Yep. <laughs> that I like was, that. That was a lot crammed into a very short amount. Like, that was really, that was something. There's we, not a lot of details. It, it could be, right, that it's an international case. It right. could be that there's not a lot to go off of, right? There's just this one eyewitness account. The, the guys weren't really giving anything in, in the way of information. Um, so there's not a ton out there, but I would say for for having seen how many like YouTubers and other podcasts have covered this story, I really hadn't heard of it before. Well, I do you want to know what's really crazy? So I, just for fun, I look up cases and put them on our list of potential cases. Do you know what I just looked up? recently just look up this exact case seriously and I only i didn't read all of it i just did like the top chunk of wikipedia but as soon as you started describing it i was like no way and it was it it's insane but i also hadn't heard of it yeah. and it, for how how sensational like you said the the headline could be it's uh, that's it's an awful one i oh. did i did find pictures so i i do have a photo that we will post on our instagram is it the mermaid because i saw it and i don't like it it is the mermaid i yeah. do not like it you do not receive that either. i do there's not many receive. things in this mini that you are not <laughs> receiving. <Eyes out. laughs> i do not receive the um doll with a skull in it maybe saying maybe saying this was a le petite grim was like a bit of a stretch maybe it's like a big heavy grim i don't know really <laughs> it's a it's a big heavy grim in a tiny package yeah, teeny, tiny. you have ruined hello kitty for our gremlins in about 20 minutes so yep. congratulations <laughs> i hope you're proud of yourself good work but i nice never job. really liked hello kitty anyway so yes. good work more of a dog uh, person a little a little grim fact um my cousin used to call her hello titty when she was <laughs> 
when she was little and she was obsessed with her and uh, i remember i was sleeping over her house in florida and she was like knocking on the door at like 6 a.m and my cousin was like no they're sleeping like leave them alone she was like i need my hello titty backpack <laughs> and that's like all i think of when i think of hello kitty is well hello now you titty. have a new now you have a new uh Titties and, titties and murder i mean titties and murder. that's kind of our thing for people who have been listening to us apparently yeah. Nipple, titties and nipple, murder. yeah nipples titties very and murder. unintentional damn we'll do better guys <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i again i know that this was a little bit of a bite-sized episode with not a lot of details but you know you're we welcome oh i think that was plenty of detail we're just, we're just feeling ins- <laughs> we're feeling inspired we're getting a lot of like an outpouring of love from all of you and you know we just we wanted to be able to do something a little special for our gremlins because we love you we love you